cast of the money-making era of the college athletics world. I'm Bruce Hooley. This is the We Tackle Life podcast. Name, image, and likeness is a reality. Buckeyes are signing deals. And I have new clarity on a fail-safe way for people to affiliate with players. I don't know why I didn't think of it, because it's been very true of my work in radio over the years. But we'll get to that. We'll get to... The transfer portal getting very, very interesting, and there are two guys in it now that either one would look phenomenal in Scarlet and Gray, including one who retweeted my comment on that last night. Uh, Urban Meyer is lighter in the wallet, so are his Jacksonville Jaguars, and Trevor Bauer is one really weird dude. Look <laughs> into all of that and a faith portion of the podcast, but first... A shout-out to my friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Go to their website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Browse their array of coffee from all around the world and join with them in helping growers in Nicaragua, Thailand, Indonesia, and other countries help the people in those local economies. When Paul and Grace did missionary work many years ago, they found that whatever the missionaries did for people eventually became undone. But when... People were engaged in business endeavors with Paul in the coffee industry. That money found its way into other avenues of the local economy, and everybody benefited. So Paul calls his concept BAM, Business and Ministry, and you can be a part of it and get the best coffee you've ever tasted. Hunter's Blend, House Blend, Java Blues, Jamaica Me Crazy, some of their favorites, Get 15% off when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. WETACKLELIFE in all caps. And thank you to those of you who have been longtime listeners of this podcast and longtime customers of Hemisphere. They appreciate it, and I appreciate it very much. All right, Hemisphere doesn't have any deals with Ohio State football players that I know, uh, nor do our friends at Willis Spangler Starling or at auiinfo.com. But there are companies that are affiliating with Ohio State athletes in the first day. And I actually thought this would be like a big nothing burger on day one. Uh, did you watch the final athletic event of the old era of NCAA athletics? Yeah, the final game of the College World Series was the last game where college athletes can't be paid. Now they can be paid. And who had Nicholas Petit Friere in the pool of first Buckeyes to sign an endorsement deal. I didn't have a right tackle uh, whose name I can probably butcher more than I can pronounce correctly. But here's the thing. What I see from the early going here is that we're going to have a lot of businesses that cater to young people, cater to college people, college students, and you know people in their 20s. And there's stuff that I didn't even consider. Like I got the old, you know, radio endorsement mindset in my mind. Who's gonna who what car dealer is gonna pay a buckeye to do car commercials for him? Well, I realize now you don't have to do that. Uh one of the big companies that's they're not a big company, I don't think, but they're into this big is a company called Yoke Gaming, which I never heard of because I don't I'm not a gamer, okay? Uh, in any sense of the word, right? I don't play video games, and I'm not a gamer. A little past my gamer days. But uh, they've inked deals with a bunch of athletes, and what this is, I guess, is if you're a gamer and you want to play 
a game of electronic game against Buckeye cornerback Ryan Watts or Gene Brown or Zed Key from the basketball team, you can do that. Now, a picture coach is going, hey, what the heck? Here's the thing. Now, these guys got to stay eligible, right? And they got to go to practice, right? So I can see they're going to leave practice, go home, and play video games for like six hours to make money. <laughs> As I said, this is like the Newton's law of motion. Like every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? The more you play video games, the more you get paid. The less time you have to study, the more imperiled your studies become. So, man, I just don't envy coaches in this. And I've had some conversations with a head coach at the D1 level who I've known for a while, and they're not looking forward to it. The other thing that looks like it's getting a lot of run is uh, delivery services and, you know, like just stuff like that. Um, and what we're going to see here, and we're going to see this a lot, I think, is players with promo codes, right? Like Jeremy Ruckert has a deal, uh, a couple other players, Tyreek Smith, Zed Key, with an app called GoPuff. And GoPuff is like a grocery delivery service, okay? So these guys are going to post a link in their Twitter bio. Hey, you can get, you know, Gatorade for X dollars delivered right to your door. And my guess is if you click on that link, then Jeremy Ruckert, if you got it from his Twitter is going to get the credit for your order. So it's a promo code. Like I sell my pillow products uh, through my radio show at uh, 98.9 The Answer. If you go to MyPillow.com and you put in the promo code Bruce, hey, by the way, that's a heck of an idea. Why don't you do that? You'll get special pricing on the MyPillow, on the MyPillow slippers, on the Giza Dream bed sheets, on the MyPillow mattress topper. I got a promo code. I got a promo code at Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soils. Bruce 30 to save 30%. On bulk purchases, Bruce 10 to save 10% on uh, bag purchases. So all these businesses, they're out nothing to hire these guys and give them a promo code. And if they generate business, okay, great. And if they don't generate business, okay, great. And they'll send them all the stuff they need to trick out their Twitter bio with pictures of the products and prices and all that kind of stuff. And we'll see you know, who makes it. Now, the other thing, and I think a lot of athletes are hoping this takes off, is they're all going to try to establish their own like logo, brand, clothing line. I mean, probably there'll be a fad for this for a while. Like I suppose, um, you know, this would work if you're Trevor Lawrence, if you're Justin Fields. Uh, Trevor Lawrence can come up with a cool logo with you know his hair flowing in the breeze or whatever. But I'm trying to think. Maybe it's because I'm not in college football mode. But like. Who are the top college football players returning in 2021? Um, you know, most of the guys that I know uh, from last year are gone. Uh, so if they're like, there's no Justin Fields, there's no Trevor Lawrence, no Mac Jones, no Devontae Smith, no Travis Etienne. So uh, all that stuff is to me is yet to be shaken out because. I don't even know, you know, who the top guys are. Like, I'm looking at a list. Chris Olave? Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson are in the top 10 of CBS Sports' top 20 college football players to watch. It's just a down year for skill position, guys. The first guy they have is a is Daryl Stingley Jr. He's a cornerback, then a safety, offensive line, offensive line, outside linebacker, defensive end. Olave and Garrett Wilson, uh, seven and eight. Not a quarterback yet? 
give me a break, man. Of course, there were a ton of quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft. So if this were last year and name, image, and likeness had come along, wow, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is cleaning up. Justin Fields is cleaning up. Uh, the kid from uh, BYU is cleaning up. If he does commercials with his mom, he's definitely cleaning up. Uh, so she was the rage of draft night. So I don't know. I, I'm followed Michigan. Is J.J. McCarthy their true freshman quarterback? Is he cleaning up? Quinn Ewers, the quarterback coming in next year from Texas. There'll be people that'll want to uh, affiliate with Quinn Ewers because he's got a mullet. So I assume that he'll have a you know really cool logo. But that's what we're seeing. Okay, we're seeing like companies you've never heard of with promo codes. I'd do that if I were a window company. Hey, it's Jeremy Ruckert for Bruce's Windows. Order Bruce's Windows and get you know or window whatever his number is, eighty nine or whatever it is. Get one for buy two windows, get the third for eighty nine bucks. You know, and then Jeremy Ruckert would get a cut of that if he brought me business. I'd pay him. If he didn't, I wouldn't. So that's what the name, image, and likeness looks like in the first day. By the way, I don't know if I made you laugh the other day, or if you were like, "You're crazy, Huli." What did I say about now that name, image, and likeness is here and judging people in other walks of life by the standards of today, even though they lived 50 years ago, 10 years ago, 100 years ago? And what was my takeaway to that? Free Reggie Bush. That was my takeaway. Free Reggie Bush. Because what Reggie Bush got in trouble for is now legal. And the schools helped set it up. And so... Sure enough, today, my joke came to life as Reggie Bush went out in public with the plea that his Heisman be returned and that he no longer be disassociated from USC. And so the fr I should have trademarked that. Free Reggie Bush. I'd buy a T-shirt with Reggie Bush on it and free Reggie Bush. That's what I would do. Uh, so that's going on. Okay. I talked the other day about Dwayne Washington leaving Ohio State to go to the NBA draft. And I'm not a fan of the move because next year in the draft, whatever penalty Dwayne Washington would suffer for being a year older will not be nearly as big a penalty as him not using another year to get better and experiencing all the things that I think he could accomplish at Ohio State individually and as a team and positioning himself for future success and being forever beloved in Columbus. When you leave early, you're not beloved, particularly when you're not from Ohio, and Dwayne is not. And so Dwayne Washington, he's basically like, he's kissed off the uh, Buckeye, former Buckeye card that he could play if he had stayed all four years. But last night, I was uh, brought snapped to attention when I saw on the crawl while watching uh, the crappy final game of the College World Series, which had three crappy games, uh, Marcus Carr of Minnesota is not staying in the NBA draft and is looking to transfer. Hello. Hello, Marcus Carr. Uh, from breaking our hearts at Value City Arena with a 35-footer at the buzzer and, like, another game where you shot the lights out. How many times has Marcus Carr scored, like, 30 points on us? It seems like 12. Marcus Carr in Scarlet and Gray would look real good in that Dwayne Washington slot in the lineup. Now, I'm told Marcus Carr may want to transfer out of the Big Ten. Why? You know the conference, dude. Like, why transfer out? Walk right in. Sit right down, pull up a chair, and start.
for the basketball Buckeyes on a top five team, Marcus Carr. Culture-wise, I don't know. But he's a pretty good distributor, Marcus Carr. He scores a lot, he shoots a lot, but he's not a gunner. He's kind of patient. He kind of lets the game come to him. So I would love that. And I tweeted as much. Hey, does anybody know where a guy just left and there's a job open? And wouldn't you know, Marcus Carr retweeted my tweet and liked my tweet, which normally I don't geek out on that, but I only geek out on out on it because of the possibility of him actually coming to Ohio State. And then I tweeted at him and I said, you look good in scarlet and gray. And he liked that tweet as well. So, hey, if you get Marcus Carr, Buckeyes, you can thank me later. You can thank me later. Now, interesting Twitter poll that I could put up tonight because there's another, not just big name, but big man. In fact, the biggest human being I have ever personally laid eyes on and stood next to is in the transfer portal. No, Clark Kellogg is not in the transfer portal. He was, at one time, the biggest human being I had ever stood next to in my life when I was a freshman at Ohio State. And I'm like, wow, he is way up there. And no, it's not any of the NFL offensive linemen or Orlando Pace or anybody like that. The biggest human being I've ever stood next to is Kofi Coburn from Illinois. And Kofi Coburn has not yet withdrawn from the NBA draft but he has entered his name in the transfer portal. Now, Kofi Coburn in Scarlet and Gray. Wow, wow, we wow, wow, wow. Kofi Coburn at center, EJ Liddell at power forward, Justice Suing at forward, um, Michi Johnson or Jamari Wheeler, Jabari Wheeler at the point, and... Uh, Marcus, well, we can't take Marcus Carr, too. <laughs> I'm getting greedy. Um, whoever else you want at the shooting guard position, because we could just throw it inside all day long. Uh, bringing both Kyle Young and Zed Key and Joey Brunk off the bench. Yes, I know. That's not going to happen. Uh, Malachi Branham, by the way, would start at point guard, or start at shooting guard on that team. But... That's a team with a lot of size, my friend, and it's fun to contemplate. So if I posted the Twitter poll, who would you rather have, Kofi Coburn or Marcus Carr? I uh, may, in fact, do that just for my own amusement. Now, Willis Bangler Starling, great attorney firm. They are not in it for their amusement. They're in it for your benefit. They are in it to serve you. They're in it to stay, business, stay in business, too, of course. But Willis Spangler Starling geeks out on the law like I geek out on the prospects of Marcus Carr finding his way to Ohio State. Because everybody who in life who's a believer should never have a division between what you do and how you live your life, what your witness is. And the people at Willis Spangler Starling, I don't know all of them. I know some of them are believers. Maybe all of them are. But what I do know is that the ones who are there, because I've talked to a lot of them, uh, Planet Golf Outings and stuff like that, and they really do view their law expertise as a way to serve others. So if you're looking for a firm and you're like, I don't want to go in a stuffy firm where everybody's, you know, uptight and legalese and I get pawned off on an associate or this kind of thing, Willis Spangler Starling is the firm. Now, they're big enough. They got a lot of clout, but they're small enough to be personal. 
They are located on Truman Boulevard and Hilliard, just a little bit north of the Mill Run area. Uh, Truman is the road that runs kind of off of, uh, what is that, Scioto Darby. It goes by Home Depot and Target. So they're right there. Easy to find, easy to locate online. WillisAttorneys.com, WillisAttorneys.com. Now we turn our attention to Urban Meyer, who got smacked by the NFL today. Jaguars find two hundred thousand. Urban find one hundred thousand. So let's see. With what Urban is making, a one hundred thousand dollar fine for Urban would be like how much for you and me? I mean, I don't think he lets go of a hundred thousand dollars without a bit of regret. But um, it's not like he and Shelly are going to have to be ordering off the dollar menu from now on. So uh, all is well. They practice too much, I guess, or they broke some stupid off-season training thing. So Urban Meyer gets uh, a bit uh, slapped down by the NFL. What will happen to Trevor Bauer is another unknown matter. You talk about a guy who needs an attorney. Woo! Trevor Bauer, um, this is a family podcast, so I can't get too graphic, but he hooked up with a woman online was with her twice, and I do mean with her, and he says she wanted to play rough, and so he played rough. She went to the hospital. She says she was choked unconscious and had a concussion. Trevor says it was consensual. Even so, what are you doing? Like, that's twisted and bizarre. Like... Wow. So Trevor Bauer was a uh, contentious, always looking for a fight, quirky, weird, combative, odd duck with the Cleveland Indians. A bit less so with the Cincinnati Reds, but now he is the L.A. Dodgers headache. My guess is he'll get off because, (laughs) poor choice of words, My guess is he'll get away with this Um, because he uh, has text messages from the woman and all this kind of stuff. But I I can't look at Trevor Bauer ever again and think of anything first other than him being quite twisted. And that is not meant in a complimentary way at all. Of course... I am complimentary of the great work and outstanding expertise they have at auiinfo.com. Small businesses are up against it. The COVID lockdowns, the denial of customer bases to you last year at this time, and now extended unemployment benefits have made it hard to get employees, keep employees. You are really, really super challenged. So I know you don't feel like you can incur any more costs, so you don't have to. Because auiinfo.com does not get paid by you, but they do get paid by insurance companies that they offer you the option of contracting with because they will tell you exactly what you get for the companies from the companies for your employees. You can arrange a bunch of different kinds of benefits, Life, vision, dental, disability, health, 
one kind of benefit, health insurance only, life insurance only. But wouldn't you like to know that as a business, whatever benefits you're paying for are the most you could get, the best you could get? Those are the questions AUI will research for you, answer for you, to present you an option. You, If you pick it, they get paid. So they're willing to do that for you free, and their expertise is always free. And you can also join a conglomerate of other small businesses and get bigger buying power when you're all pooled together. And AUI can steer you through that process as well. So check them out online, auiinfo.com. That's auiinfo.com. Okay, Uh, I'm recording this Friday podcast on the 1st of July, late at night, because thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Dear Lord, tomorrow morning, someone is coming to install a new heating and cooling unit in my house. I have been without air conditioning for about 10 days. And it's taught me that I'm very fortunate to have air conditioning and that people in third world countries and people in poor um, areas of America who do not have it, um, I'm soft because I got used to it. And we don't keep ours cranked down at 70 degrees. We keep it at 76, but... Um, so I need to get up very early because they're coming very early. And so I'm recording this on the 1st of July. Okay. So what does the 1st of July mean? Experienced We Tackle Life podcast listeners. It means Bruce recycles and goes back to the beginning of the book of Proverbs. Because as you know, on whatever day it is, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th of the month, I am in the corresponding chapter of Proverbs. And so I always look forward very much to the first of the month because Proverbs 1 is such a rich chapter of the Bible, and it never fails to um, strike me how awesome it is that God makes wisdom available to us from the mind of Solomon, which he only got his wisdom from God, so it comes straight from God. Solomon's just a conduit. And um, Proverbs 1, 9, I think, is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. That verse resonates with me. Uh, To fear the Lord is not to be terrified of him. It is to extol him, esteem him, elevate him, humble yourself before him, uh, submit to him. So I love that verse. I love the portion of the chapter where God talks about if you open your heart to me, I would do anything for you. And then he talks in later in the chapter about, but since you didn't open your heart to me, those of you who didn't open your heart to me, I will laugh at your calamity. You know, when terror strikes, I won't answer. And that, of course, is extrapolating forward to, to the day of judgment when many people will cry out and it'll be too late. But I read a verse today in... Um, I always what I always do is I, I not only read the chapter for that day, I read the preceding day's chapter because I just kind of want to refresh my memory. And you're gonna say, well, so Proverbs 31, you're gonna talk about the, you know, the godly woman, the awesome wife. No, I actually uh I I actually like found this verse in Proverbs 30. And it's Proverbs 30, verse 12. There are those who are pure in their own eyes but are not yet cleansed of their filth. There are those 
who are pure in their own eyes, but are not yet cleansed of their filth. And that verse I did not have underlined. If you looked at my Bible and you looked at the book of Proverbs, you'd think, well, would you mistake this for a coloring book? Like, I've got <laughs> I got at least two-thirds of the verses underlined. Because that's the amazing thing about the Bible. It jumps out at you with something. It's a living, breathing document. Certain days, one thing will resonate. Another day, something you read 20 times before, you'll go, how did I ever not underline that? And I don't know how I never underlined before Proverbs 30, verse 12. There are those who are pure in their own eyes, but are not yet cleansed of their filth. But it resonated with me today because when I do my radio show, I talk a lot about um, political battles in our country. And one of the political battles uh, in our country um, is one that's particularly close to my heart because my girls play sports and I don't want them to have to be physically endangered or uh, have their achievements diminished by biological men competing on the same field as they do. And so that's one thing that, you know, um, kind of struck me about this verse. But basically what struck me about this verse is that I was having a conversation yesterday with a gentleman who um, I came to know. It was the first time we ever had lunch, and I don't know this gentleman very well, but but I do know him very well because he's a Christ, not just follower. He's a Christ adorer. He's in love with Jesus, and it came through so much when we talked, and I hope that my love for Christ came through to him as we talked. Now, this gentleman has borne a tremendous cost for his devotion to Christ. Uh, it has cost him uh, very dear relationships. I have lost three friends in the last um, year who uh, have made it clear to me that they don't want anything to do with me anymore because I stand for biblical truth on things like transgenderism and um, um, sexual purity and things like that. And, uh, and I want to make clear, it doesn't mean that anyone who is um, not in accordance with those biblical values it does not mean that salvation and forgiveness are not available to you. It's available to everyone. And I've stumbled in, in some of those areas uh, before as well. But this man has really suffered relationships, the loss of relationships among those closest to him. And he operates in a sphere where the, a lot of the people still closest to him are not believers. And so he has to have great wisdom in how he interacts with them. And I, it reminded me of, uh, I mean, I'm lucky. Like, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm blessed. All my family is saved. All my wife's family is saved. My kids are saved. My wife is one of the most godly women I know. Um, I, I never thought I'd meet a woman who I could ever esteem as much as I did my own mom. But then I met Sherry, and she just blows me away with her wisdom and her devotion and her humility and her tenacity and her uh, <laughs> willingness to tell me when to straighten my act out and when to know when I need affirmation. And so, you know, I don't have a wife who's an unbeliever. Um, I can't imagine what that's like. Well, yeah, I can, because I had one first. I had one who wasn't years ago, but I really wasn't either then. But I didn't try to live with her um, 
when I was a believer and she wasn't um, because she wasn't having it. And um, so I just, I'm amazed that um, this gentleman, he truly has given it everything up for Jesus. And that's, and he's so joyful, you know? I mean, it's not even like he's questioning it. And and I think about all the people who go through life, like, delaying their awareness and uh, coming to grips with the fact that there's going to be a day of reckoning when Jesus and what you've done with him in your life will decide your eternal destiny. And there's a story in the Bible about that. Uh, there's a king in Daniel's time, Daniel the prophet's time, called Belshazzar. And Belshazzar is having a big banquet one night. He's having a high old time. And Belshazzar is a Babylonian king. And he, uh, the Babylonians had conquered uh, the Jews. They had uh, stripped out all the riches and uh, gold and silver and everything from the temple of uh, Solomon. And they brought it back to Babylonia and uh, to Babylon, rather. And um, so this Belshazzar's having this big banquet, and he says, "Hey, uh, you know, bring out all those gold and silver goblets that we got from those Jews, those crazy Jews down there. Like, go get those gold and silver goblets. Let's let's, let's drink a toast in those." So they bring the gold and silver goblets that were from the temple. Like those are, you know, <laughs> those were specifically designed by God, God's instructions to the craftsmen in Solomon's time to, for certain purposes with the priests and all those things. And so they bring these goblets out and they toast like fake, phony, false gods with them. And God's not having it. So in the middle of this banquet, <laughs> they're drinking this toast, and this hand appears on the wall. And this hand starts writing on the wall. And it's writing something that, and these people are terrified watching this, right? It sounds like a horror movie. And they're watching this hand write on the wall, and this hand writes something in a language that they don't understand. And so they send for Daniel. And Daniel had, um, you know, distinguished himself as a captive in um, Babylon, as a wise person who can interpret dreams, because he had interpreted dreams for Belshazzar's father, King Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel comes in, and he's like, you really screwed up, dude. Like, you brought these goblets in, these gold and silver goblets, they're holy instruments of you know, God's temple, and you've mocked them, and you've mocked God your whole life. Like, you knew your father's situation with mocking God, and God dealt with Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar came to esteem God and came to recognize he was the one true God of the universe, and you had that example, and you've blown it. You've blown it. And so tonight, your very life and the kingdom will be taken from you. And what Daniel said to him, what the handwriting on the wall was, I think it was in Arabic or Hebrew or something, but basically what it said in the, on the wall was, you've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. So you've been weighed on the scales of God's justice, and you've been found wanting. You didn't measure up. And that night, 
Belshazzar was slain, and Darius the Mede, the Medes and the Persians, took over the Babylonian kingdom. That's a historical fact. This is a real guy, okay? You can find this, and Darius the Mede and the Persians, Medes and the Persians, were uh, rulers of, the, of that part of the world at that time. So my whole life, this gentleman I had lunch with, his whole life, any Christian who's really engaged in what God wants them to be engaged in, amid doing their job, amid doing their family stuff and all that, I have no greater role than to live my life, words, deeds, attitudes, actions, to make clear to you, my podcast listeners, anyone I meet, anyone I know, that there will be a day when you will be weighed in the balance according to God's standard for your eternal destiny, which is, are you counting on yourself? Are you counting on being pure in your own eyes? Or are you going to rely on Jesus, who is the only way to be cleansed of your filth? So, it's not a scare tactic. It's a real eventuality for every human being in the world. And I would not be your friend if I did not emphasize the essential nature of you coming to a decision on who Jesus is. You're free to decide that he's not for you, but man, why would you turn down his free gift of salvation beyond me? Why anyone would do that? And if you have, I would love to have a conversation with you, an email interchange with you. We tackle life at gmail.com. We tackle life at gmail.com because you may be somebody who's snarked me on Twitter or whatever, but I don't want to see anybody perish because I almost wasted my life. And thank goodness the Lord was great and gracious to me and kept pulling me back toward him, bringing when he needed to adversity into my life to get my attention. The joy of being saved is beyond anything I ever was able to accomplish or achieve in my own strength. So with that, yay, I'm on vacation next week. So looking forward to having some uh, having some fun here at home, doing some yard projects with a little staycation. Looking forward to July 4th weekend. Thank you, veterans. Thank you, my dad. Again, my veteran, World War II. All you guys who fight. that